Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. We have just two episodes left of Cat City, and I can't wait to see what is going to happen. Remember that Susan has closed the gate and the cats are winning the battle against the rats. Kai has been captured and the council has come to take him away. Kai doesn't want to be taken and jumps at Susan, giving her his magic. He tells her that when the time comes, she must help them be free. She agrees, and he bids her farewell. In this episode, Vinny is promoted to captain for all his work and efforts, and he leads the cats to get rid of any rats that are still in the city. Tucker is being treated like a hero, and Susan is able to eat and getting rest for the first time in a while. George tells Susan the council still wants to see her, and she is worried. What if they still want to lock her up, she thinks. Let's see what is going to happen. Chapter 21 Susan sat quietly on Tucker's bed, trying very hard to be patient. Not an easy thing to do while her fate was being decided for her. She had given Kai's body to the council members and hugged Tucker, who leaped into her arms. Are you okay? Tucker's pupils were so huge they filled most of his eyes. Yes, she said. I'll explain later. Vinny expressed his happiness by head-butting her knee. Nice, he said, eyes half-lidded as he grinned at her. She leaned forward and planted a kiss on Vinny's forehead. Thanks, beautiful, she said and giggled. Even Vinny laughed. Captain, Albert called. A moment? Vinny looked stunned. Sir? You've been chosen as the new captain, Albert said. You earned it, Vinny. Susan was sure her big friend was blushing under all that fur. I didn't do it alone, sir, Vinny said. Don't worry, Albert said. We know the role Tucker played in all this. Albert actually bowed his head to the butterscotch tabby, who nodded back. Vinny, chest puffed out, bursting with pride, spun on the gathered guards with a deep growl. All right, he said, let's get those rats. Vinny gave Susan and Tucker a deep wink before jogging off. It took the gathered cats very little time to mop up the remaining rats. As Vinny's teams cleaned the city down to the very bottom of the labyrinth, 
even using precious magic to make sure they rooted out every last one. Even, Vinny told her with a grin, the hundred or so who wandered around in circles, chasing nothing. Susan, meanwhile, was treated far better than when she first arrived. As she and Tucker made their way through the city to his house, cats they met actually bowed their heads to her. Even though she was sure most of the reason was because Tucker was with her. He was a hero. Tucker left her at his house where George took her upstairs to clean up. There were even fresh clothes for her, although she had no idea where they came from. Clean and in dry clothes, she gladly ate the pile of tuna sandwiches and milk George brought her before curling up on Tucker's bed to wait for him and promptly falling asleep. When she woke up, she found Tucker curled up against her, his chin on her arm, one paw on her hand. She went back to sleep, happy her friend was safe and that everything was all right. Susan woke the next morning to George cheerfully offering her an omelet. She ate every scrap. She wasn't sure after days of being hungry all the time if her appetite would ever recover. And now she sat and waited. George told her the council wanted to see her and Susan was worried. What if they still want to lock me up? She fretted, or worse. She shuddered when she thought about how they got rid of the rats. Tucker won't let that happen, she told herself, but she wasn't sure she quite believed it, despite everything that happened. Susan found her thoughts drifting to Julian. She felt guilty about tossing him to the enemy, despite the fact he betrayed his people. She tried not to think about what the rats might do to him. There was no sign of the silver bangle outside the gate, at least according to the gatekeepers, who checked after the rats gave up and marched off. As for Kai's last message, Susan told no one. After all, she didn't know what it meant herself. How could she explain it? Especially since she was sure that whatever it was he wanted her to do wouldn't make her popular with the now friendly cats. And anyway, she was less worried about the promise she made than her imminent fate. The door creaked open and George was there. Your escort is here, he said. Susan jumped up, excited to see Tucker. 
She hadn't had a chance to talk to him since the whole thing was over. She ran downstairs to the door and almost collided with Vinny. Oh, she said, you're not Tucker. Vinny laughed. I'll try not to be hurt. Vinny, she fell to her knees and hugged him. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. It's just... Vinny swiped his big tongue over her cheek. You haven't seen much of him, right? Susan tried to smile, but it made her sadder than she thought. I'll do my best to fill in, Vinny winked. You are perfect, Susan said, kissing his forehead. She followed him through the streets of Cat City, this time feeling how familiar it was, how she could live there so easily if they would just let her. She paused for a moment by her favorite statue, the one that caught her attention the first day, the young woman holding the cat. She looks kind of like me, Susan said. And Tucker, Vinnie noted. I guess. Weird, huh? Nothing in this city surprises me anymore, Vinnie said. Shall we? What do you mean? Susan asked as they went on, enjoying the warm feeling she got from being around the statue again. Did this mean she really had magic after all? As if reading her mind, he said, Magic, of course. The whole city is magic. It changes itself as it needs to, as we need it to, always has. It was amazing to her. You mean the city gives you exactly what you need? Like food? He nodded. And water, cloth, homes... As your world changes above, ours does here below. It didn't always look this way from what I've been told. She spent the rest of the walk trying to grasp what Vinnie told her. Had the city wanted her here? She struggled to wrap her head around it and finally gave up. After all, she thought, I'm about to either be kicked out of it with no memory of it or spend the rest of my life here seeing it for myself. Susan and Vinny reached the center square. Once again, it was full of cats, but they were quiet, far quieter than her first visit, and she could feel the weight of their eyes as she followed the captain to the center to stand in front of the pedestal. The council was already waiting for her and Susan realized she wasn't the only reason they were meeting. She was a little shocked to see Cynthia seated in Kai's place. Tucker's mother bowed her head to Susan who nodded back. Greetings, Susan. Albert addressed her formally, which she found rather silly. Hi, Albert, she said. 
there was a buzz of Snickers that quieted quickly when Vinny glared. We have called you here to thank you, Albert said. Because of your great courage, Cat City is safe and free of rats. Without you, the gate would have remained open and our city would be lost to us. You're welcome, Susan said, but it was Tucker who did all the hard stuff. The council nodded, smiling even. Susan was getting better at recognizing cat smiles. Spend enough time with them, I guess, he thought. Had to pick something up. Cat City has not had humans live here for centuries, Albert went on. In fact, we have grown accustomed to being the sole occupants. But the fact is, our city was meant to be lived in by both cats and humans. What happened to them? Susan asked, hoping to finally get the answer to the question that bothered her since she arrived. The rats happened, Albert said. The cats murmured around the square, sad and soft. I don't understand, Susan said. Albert exchanged a look with his fellow council members and nodded. Know this, Susan. We are not common cats. We were created by a powerful sorceress centuries ago in a land long lost to your people. As friends and magical partners, we lived above ground, ruling the land. But a rival sorcerer grew jealous of us and wanting our city for his own, created his own allies. The rats, Susan said, understanding. Albert nodded. They overran us and almost destroyed Cat City. As a last resource, the sorceress who created us sent the city far away, hiding it from the rats and their master, promising to come to us when it was safe to do so. Susan's heart broke as she guessed the truth and finally understood why the cats were so hostile and fearful. She never came, she said. No one did, Albert answered very sadly. We waited so long, Susan, but we were alone. We eventually used the gate to venture above and we were very happy to discover humans. But they weren't your humans, she said. Susan looked around at the gathered cats. They were all staring at her, silent, judging her by her reaction. She wanted to cry. I'm sorry, she said, tears spilling down her cheeks. We're not all like that, but... We're not your people either. Our people are gone, Albert said. Of that we are certain. If they were still able, they would have come to us by now. 
Susan nodded. But if the rats found you, she said, feeling something stir within her, doesn't that mean some of them may be alive? The crowd sighed as one, and Susan felt the hope rise from them and through her like she never felt anything before. She was beginning to wonder just how much the magic woken in her was affecting her. That is a matter for another day, Albert said. For now, we wish to offer you a choice. What was this? A choice? I, I don't understand, she said. We would offer you a place here, Albert said. The first human with human magic to live with us for centuries. Susan felt her heart flutter, stunned and flattered. And for a moment, she considered it. The city already felt like home to her and she knew she could be very happy there. But her heart grew heavy. She didn't want to disappoint the cats, not after they opened their hearts and their city to her, but she already knew what she had to do. And the other? She asked. You will be returned home, Albert said, with your memories intact but you must swear to tell no one of our city and keep the secret until your last day. Susan was well aware of what a huge offer they made, and she honestly thought about it again for a moment, letting herself imagine it was possible. The chance to live in Cat City, to explore it with Tucker and Vinny, to learn to use the magic she had within her? Susan thought of a question. The magic, she said. Will it go away? You will only be able to use it here, Albert said, in the city. Your magic is part of it. Just as we can only communicate this way here. Above, you will not understand us. Only the link of magic in Cat City makes all things possible. Susan knew the choice she was going to make, but let herself daydream for one moment more before nodding to Albert. I've decided, she said. The cats held their breath. I'd like to go home. They sighed as one, sadness pouring over her and gratitude. Thank you, Susan said, crying all over again, turning to talk to the cats all around her. I will keep your secret, but I need to go. All of the cats as one nodded to her. Susan turned back to Albert. What about Tucker? She realized suddenly he wasn't there. He has other duties now, Susan, Albert said. He is needed here. She choked on more tears and actually almost reconsidered. Can I say goodbye? It was Cynthia 
who spoke. He has chosen not to, she said quietly. It would seem he knows you very well. He told us you would never stay, and he didn't want to have to say goodbye. Susan was so close to bawling her eyes out she didn't trust herself to speak. Instead, she nodded her head. Now, Albert said, it is time for you to go home, Susan, with our thanks. She wanted to stop them, to beg to see Tucker, but it was too late. She was suddenly encircled by a ball of yellow light, and then nothing. Vinny found Tucker hunched into a miserable ball in the back corner of his bedroom. The huge cat settled himself on the bed and laid his chin on his paws with a deep sigh, eyes closing over. I am so tired, Vinny said softly. Tucker ignored him, ears bent sideways, paws and tail trembling, pupils huge as he cried. It's been a long couple of days, Vinny went on. I know I said I like a lot of adventure, but honestly, he snorted, you know how to test a body, don't you? Tucker slid his tail over his nose, squeezing his eyes shut. Still, Vinny said, I guess after a bit of rest, I'll be looking for something else to do, now that you've pushed me and all. Tucker let out a soft mew of pain. So I figured, since I'm the new guard captain, Vinny said, I need to see the lay of the land. Get the lowdown on the up above, if you know what I mean. Tucker clawed his way around so his back was to his friend. Of course, I'm going to need someone to help me, someone who knows what's what up there. Tucker twitched, his head lifting a little. Vinny went on as if he hadn't noticed. I don't want just anyone either, he said. I need someone I can trust, someone who has his head on his shoulders. Tucker turned slowly around, looking up at Vinny. Know anyone like that? Vinny asked. It's not allowed, Tucker said. They told me... I may have talked to them about that, Vinny said. I may have mentioned they needed to have someone on the surface after all, especially now. The rats are still out there, Tucker. Vinny was serious now. We can't afford to bury ourselves down here anymore and hide. We need to fight them any way we can. And that means going above, Tucker said. Do you know what this means? Vinny grinned at his friend. Well, after all, you did promise to take me to visit Susan. Tucker beamed. And that's the end of this chapter. I hope you'll come back next time for the final chapter of Cat City. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>